Hey everybody and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 73. There is some rambling. Ha! Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me. I think we'll talk just a little bit about some Guild Wars 2 stuff because that's what's going on now. I got a chance to do a big event, as well as go through a few dungeons in what is considered the easiest mode. And I gotta say, I am a bit disappointed in the combat system. It's supposed to be action-y and fast, and so there's that. In and of itself, that is neither good nor bad. But the game is supposed to have sort of an avoidance system, where the bad guy does, you know, a big special move and you're supposed to get out of the way. An action is supposed to, you know, move around and be mobile. Not the traditional stand and just push buttons kind of combat. And where the game, I think, kind of falls short is that it doesn't quite live up to that. It is very action-y and very fast. However, when the bad guys do their special moves, there really isn't any kind of warning. They do have little icons, so you'll see things like breathes fire or breathes acid or charges or knocks down so you'll be like okay I should watch out for that but more often than not these things happen so fast you don't even know what's going on you'll just be like fight 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 hey I've been knocked down what the hell happened or you'll be like fight 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 and then all of a sudden there's a big pool of fire on the ground and you're like hey I'm on fire so on the one hand these things are happening so fast you don't know what's going on you don't have time to react there's a basilisk that pretty much just freezes you in place. The closest I've ever gotten to getting out of his way was lifting my finger off the button to do the double tap to dodge. I have never actually lifted my finger and been able to dodge out of the way because it just happens so fast. In the dungeons, this becomes doubly disappointing because bosses basically plan on people doing this. So you've basically got five people throwing down all of these special things, trying to do special moves and stuff, and nobody knows what's going on. There's all these special fields going on. You don't know if you're close to the bad guy. You don't know if you're far from the bad guy. You don't know if you're in range of hitting the bad guy. Sometimes you can't even see the bad guy. Like in one special event where the centaur were trying to take over a town, and, you know, there was a bunch of people trying to save the town, there was probably 20 or 30 players around, and everybody was doing all these crazy moves. And I didn't know if I was in range of any of the centaur or not. I was just hitting my moves and trying to hit him and hoped that I was in range of my attacks. I couldn't hardly even see them. And also, there is no sort of true control. There's no taunt in the game, as it were. So in most games where these creatures, you know, breathe fire or whatever, you want to face them sort of away from the group if you are the tank. But with no form of official taunt, there's no way for you to control the creature. So it'll be breathing fire or whatever one way, and then half a second later it'll turn around and do another move the other direction. There's just no control at all. So kind of disappointed in that. I'm hoping that the higher bosses and harder modes will change that, and it will become more strategic and thoughtful. Because that's really the one thing I look for in an MMOG style game, especially if I'm playing a tanking character, you know, you want to have that control. You want to be able to put the creature in a certain position and have it facing a certain way. 
And you want there to be sort of that tactical, thoughtful combat. Here, it's just like, and it's like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know if you're doing well. And one boss I fought in a dungeon had such powerful special moves, which I had two-thirds of my health when he started the move, and then I was dead. It's like, this guy just did way more than even half my hit points. How the heck am I supposed to avoid this? I didn't even see it coming. I don't know what's going on. So the strategy for that fight was, well, I guess I'll fight this guy at range instead of fighting him at melee, which isn't really tactical or thoughtful combat at all. It's just, you know, do A or B. So again, kind of disappointed in that. This is really the first game I've really preferred soloing because soloing, it's pretty fun. You know, there is a little bit of thoughtfulness to the combat, but I really don't know if I'll enjoy dungeons or group activities at all. I guess we'll see as time goes on. So my guild leader person said that Guild Wars 2 seemed a lot like EverQuest to him. In some ways I would agree, but in some ways they are very different because the industry has changed quite a bit since then. So I thought I might ramble about that a little bit. Similar to EverQuest, the classes in Guild Wars 2 feel kind of a lot similar in terms of how they play because you only have a few moves. With EverQuest 1, I remember you had less than a full hotkey bar of moves. I think you had like half a hotkey bar. Back then, most of the damage was done by auto attack. Guild Wars 2 doesn't have auto attack per se. The number one key on pretty much all of the classes is sort of an auto attack. It will cycle between three different kinds of attacks. It's sort of a, a miniature chain. But you only have to click it once, and then it will keep going as long as, you know, the guy's within range. So that's pretty much your main attack that you just set going, and then you interrupt it with the other moves whenever you want. Since there is not the holy trinity of DPS, healing, and tanking, there really is a very strange style to fighting. Because if you've played any other recent MMOG, you're used to having, you know, a tank that will taunt and keep control and focus the creature in certain ways. But since everybody can do a little bit of everything and there is no direct taunts per se, things can be very confusing. And that's pretty much the, the way it was back with EverQuest. I remember you would be fighting and fighting and then somebody would do a lot of damage and then the creature would run off and everything would get all crazy. And Guild Wars 2 is somewhat similar in that Creatures can run off and do crazy things, though they don't do them very often. Usually they are fairly predictable in what they are doing. But being somebody who is playing a tank-like class, it's kind of frustrating to not have that direct control. I do have sort of indirect control. I have one move that puts these chains on these guys and does DPS, and if I push that button again, it will pull them towards me. So that's sort of a control-like move. 
but I don't have any direct taunts, so they can very easily turn away and go towards somebody else immediately after that. If I go with hammers, I can get a defensive bubble which pretty much pushes everybody away from other people, or it will capture people within the bubble and they can't leave. So again, that's sort of an indirect kind of control. But for somebody who is used to actual control, it is very kind of confusing and can be, I suppose, frustrating if you are easily frustrated by that. Mostly, as per my last section, it just feels more chaotic than anything else. While I am in my low 60s, I still really haven't done any dungeoning or heavy grouping. Mostly the people I play with in my guild are only on for a few hours a night, so we don't usually do dungeons during the week. So I haven't done any dungeons since the last ones I talked about. Combat and the overall play style of the game in terms of movement and travel is a lot faster than it was in EverQuest. This is something that has been changing in the industry. People want faster travel time, they want faster combat, they want to be able to move around and get places quickly. They don't tend to spend as much time playing per session as they used to, I think. The days of being in a dungeon or a raid that lasts, you know, six or eight hours seems to be long gone. Most people want to be done and moved on within one, maybe two hours. And that makes sense, since, you know, the majority of players only have that long to play. But walking around, I would say just on its own, is maybe twice as fast as with EverQuest. And combat is way, way, way faster. Plus, recovery time is almost instant. After you get out of combat, within, I'd say, five seconds, you're back to full health. Whereas with EverQuest, I remember sitting and needing to meditate to get back mana for a good 10 or 15 minutes in higher levels. And if you are a tank, you know, same thing, just with hit points. Back with EverQuest, there were people that boosted those speeds, like a healer type person like a cleric could heal and boost up health regeneration but the mana you know like I said goes really slow so you would need I think it was a mage or enchanter could speed up your mana recovery so there was a lot of synergy between the different classes you had this class that helped this class and this class that helped that class pretty much games don't do that anymore they all make classes pretty much independent and that is probably in great part to allow for players to do a lot of soloing. Because I think soloing is very important for, you know, especially the more casual players. But in general, you know, a lot of people don't have time to group when they do their play session. Or, you know, they have to find a group right away. So I think soloing is very important for a lot of the bulk of players. Particularly when it's, you know, during the week and they're working and they don't have a bigger chunk of time to play. So again, that is something in the industry as a whole that has become more and more important. Along with that, though, I think a lot of the social connectivity that did exist with EverQuest is actually lost. I remember having connections and making, you know, really strong lists of people to play with so that you could find that quick group, you could get together quickly, because there wasn't any fast travel in EverQuest. So it's really important to have a solid group of connections to be able to say, hey, you know, I'm over here, do you guys have any group openings? And people would get together and they would group. And I think for a lot of people, they just stayed in connection in general and talked and, you know, were friendly. Nowadays, since you can pretty much instantly teleport anywhere, depending on the game, 
you're always within quick reach of an area you can solo. And so a lot of times you figure, well, you know, why should I bother grouping if I can solo just as quickly or faster? And, you know, I don't have to deal with dummy heads. You know, the days of having strong social connections and forming that group and being with a group of people seems to be something that may not ever happen ever again. People do have guilds. They do, you know, group with guildies and do dungeons and stuff. But it seems like the days of people signing up to do a big event, you know, half a week or a week in advance and having friends lists and strong connections is long gone. And I don't know if we'll see that again in a game. I think that is doubly a huge loss because then, you know, there's not a lot of connectivity within the games to other people. As well as the fact that, you know, if you don't have people you feel connected to, you don't feel really, for lack of a better word, respectful to people. You know, there's no reason, like, I don't care about you, why should I be nice? And so I think this creates a lot of... I suppose you could say openings for people just to be rude or quick to other people. You know, if they know they can make it on their own without anybody, you know, why should they bother to be friendly and kind to other people? Back in the day with EverQuest, you know, you had to have other people to pretty much do anything. Soloing was really difficult and very, very, very slow in terms of experience gain. And since monsters would run around and attack anybody who was in their range, you kind of didn't want to upset monsters or, you know, go things solo where you couldn't handle anything. You would often have groups of people or, you know, several individuals sitting at a zone line waiting for other people. Because, you know, you have to go across the zone and it's pretty dangerous. You know, if you get caught by a couple of critters, you actually have to fight them. They won't stop chasing you. They just keep chasing you until you or they were dead. So you wanted to be moving in numbers for safety, as it were. And so again, this created a lot of social connectivity between players. Even if you never, you know, put them on your friend list or anything, you would occasionally see them again here and there, you know, in your times of travel or in times you were doing dungeons. And over the course of seeing them, you know, several times doing this, you would have some kind of connection to them. Similarly, players would sit at zone lines for dungeons or groups. And it's like you would see other people and you'd be like, oh, hey, what's up? Or people who were the same class who weren't necessarily needed because, you know, like in the case of cleric, you don't really need two clerics in one group. That was kind of detrimental. You know, it would give you a chance to see the other clerics. I remember seeing a good two or three clerics in my level range and would be like, hey, what's up? And we'd chat. And I remember on some occasion I asked them, you know, have you grouped with so-and-so? Are they any good? And we would talk about, you know, who was dummy heads and who was good to group with. And so again, you know, there was that sort of social connectivity about, you know, me and the person I was talking to as well as other people. And I think a lot of the modern games being so solo friendly and so quick travel friendly lose a lot of that connectivity. I think too, a lot of the speed of play, as it were, creates maybe feelings of sort of being detached from the game. You aren't as pulled into it, as it were. Because you're in there and you're moving so fast, because things are flying by so fast, I don't think you quite remember things as much. With a slower pace overall and a slower travel pace, you tend to do things like spend hours or, you know, real-world days in one place, 
and then you travel to, you know, a different section of the zone, or you travel to a different zone entirely, and then you're like, whoa, check this out, and things really stand out in your mind. A lot of the locations in EverQuest still stand out in my mind today, you know, 12 plus years later. And I don't think it's because I played so many hours, though I do think I had something like 100 played days around when I left. I think it's more that, you know, I did spend a lot of time in each of those zones. When I did, you know, change zones, it was a big change. I do recall what the places were like. They were very different. They had, I think, different kinds of monsters in each area. Instead of, you know, doing what a lot of games these days do, where they sort of mix and match scenery, as well as just, you know, changing a monster skin and, oh, that dog is a dog, and, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a dog or undead dog or dire dog, it's all still the same dog model. So, yeah, I think that change in the industry as a whole has sort of changed, I guess, the immersion level of the game. That's all I can think of to ramble about in comparison to Guild Wars 2 and specifically EverQuest slash, you know, newer style versus older style. I'm going in after him! Infectious boy! Oh, well. Who wants to live forever? I guess I will do a quick rambling about NVIDIA's newest stuff that they launched. This week they launched the GTX 660 and the GTX 650. There's not much to say about the 650, though it pretty much replaces all of the previous 5 series stuff that is mid-range or lower. So I would say, you know, things like the 560, 550 or, you know, lower. The GTX 650 would be a solid replacement. There is a 1 gig version and a 2 gig version. If you had to pick an entry level card, I would say the GTX 650 with 2 gig would be a pretty solid low end gamer choice. You should be able to do okay. I think 1 gig will run a little short these days. It wouldn't, you know, prevent you from playing entirely, but I do think that as games are getting more and more intense, as it were, they're going to be nomming up that RAM pretty quickly. So 1 gig these days, you know, for a current generation card is a bit short. I would say the GTX 650 with 1 gig is probably not targeting heavy gamers. Like I said, you probably could manage settings with it, but I wouldn't recommend it. The GTX 660 is kind of a surprise. It is technically lower spec than the 660 Ti. However, there are some other tweaks that make it perform very, very similarly under regular gaming settings. So I would say, you know, if you're looking in that price range, you probably could save the money and just go with a 660. It doesn't overclock as much, but because the new NVIDIA software automatically kind of overclocks and runs the card, you know, at optimal levels, I don't think that's really a big deal. Unless, you know, you're super heavy into maximizing the overclock and tweaking things. In which case, you would want to get the 660 Ti. But I think for the mainstream person, you know, looking for a card in the 200-250 range, 
the GTX 660 would be a solid choice. And it would be a very great sort of, you know, bulk of mainstream users kind of card that you would probably want to look at. I reflect on my reflection And I ask myself the question What's the right direction to go? I don't know So I guess that is it for this week's ramblings. Hopefully the recording is going okay. It just hit low power mode where it's doing all the little jerkiness. I have been sick lately. You might be able to hear some congestion and some yuckiness, I guess, in my throat. My lymph nodes seem kind of swollen, so especially, you know, the back of my knees or in my armpits or in my throat and my neck. Things feel swollen and bad. Hopefully that will go away soon. There's congestion in my nose and lungs and some coughing and sneezing. But other than that, that's really about it. So the cold isn't too bad. Since I blew out the system, it is staying a lot cooler and there are much, much fewer issues. It still has been a little bit weird in terms of the hard drive. It took like forever to load once and... Once it took so long to shut down, I just gave up because it sat at the shutting down screen for like five minutes. And I'm like, okay, that should be like 15 seconds. I'm going to just stop it. It hasn't had any major issues like with the DOS. You know, I can't find the disk. I need to run the disk check kind of thing. But I did decide the next time it does that or the next time it blue screen crashes or does anything really crazy like that, I will just go ahead and order the new solid state drive and reinstall everything. As long as the old disk isn't entirely 100% dead, I don't worry about it too much. Because then, you know, if something didn't quite install right, I could just go back to the old disk and see, you know, what it is that I'm missing and pull it off onto USB and copy it over or something. As bad as it sounds to say, though, I, I do kind of feel like it's a cancer patient. And I feel kind of like, you know, it's in remission, but it is not going to really get any better. But, you know, as long as it is having those good days, as it were, I would like to keep it as long as possible. I do still hope, you know, something good will happen and I won't need it. And so, you know, you never know if that does happen before it fully dies. You know, I'll just be back on my desktop and everything will be happy again. But we'll see. Um, You know, it is what it is. And my life, you know, more than likely will not change all that quickly. Because it hasn't. Because it's sad. Borderlands 2 is coming in a few days. So that will be awesome. Hopefully I will have some cool stuff to talk about with that. XCOM Enemy Unknown and Dishonored is coming in, I think, four weeks. So very, 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 very soon. Which will be awesome. But that is all I can think of to say for this time. And hopefully I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye.
you know, two-thirds health, which is, I am almost 50, but, which is two-thirds is, because soloing is, is, I don't know, something. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lionel, command it. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.